Welcome to the Mercy Community Group Leaders Podcast. Mercy Community Groups exist to become more like Jesus together. I'm your group's pastor, Joey Schwartz, and this episode is unique. Most of the episodes we've done so far are specifically for group leaders, but this is going to be a short training on how to meet with God daily that can be used by group leaders and group members alike. Why are we doing this? Well, remember, Community groups exist to become more like Jesus together. God's vision for the church is that every single member of the body of Christ would actively participate, ministering to one another so that we all grow up into Christ's image. But to do that, we need to take the first step together. And what's that first step? Well, in this upcoming season, we're going to be focusing together as Mercy Community Groups on every single member in community groups, cultivating three habits, meeting with God daily, sharing the word, and praying on the spot. Meeting with God daily, sharing the word, and praying on the spot. This is the next step to kind of get us in the place where we are meeting with God in the word and prayer on our own, but also applying the word and prayer in our community. And again, it's all toward that end of Romans 12, what you guys discussed in your week on prayer and vision of this community where we're all being transformed into the image of Christ by using the gifts that God's given us, by loving one another, by ministering to one another as members of the body of Christ. So over the next month or so, we're going to be focusing on that first habit, meet with God daily. And to do that, we're going to use a very simple method called GRIP. Now, in this episode, I'm going to give you a short training on GRIP, but just a little bit of a heads up on where we're going. Every week in community group or every other week in community group, you're going to be focusing on one of the four components of GRIP. And then to do that, your guide together is going to be formatted around the GRIP method. So we're going to be learning GRIP, by practicing grip, and our guide is going to be formatted uh, like grip. All of this is to get us to a place where after a month, you will have heard grip time and time and time again. And your D groups meeting every other week are going to be focused on practicing grip, encouraging one another, and remaining accountable to one another. So that's our focus for this next month. Again, it's all a part of this whole upcoming season where we're focusing on these three habits. Meet with God daily, share the word, pray on the spot. So what I want to do for you, whether you're a group leader who is hearing this and wants to pass it along to your group members, or whether you're a group member who got a link to this training, I want to give you a short and simple uh, way to get started on the GRIP method. Because remember, you're not going to necessarily do a training in your community group time. That's not really what that time is for. It's more for practicing and encouraging one another. So I want this to be a little resource that you can use and you can pass along to get informed on how to get started with GRIP. Okay, so let's start walking through the GRIP method. Why do we meet with God every day? You go to Philippians chapter 3, and the Apostle Paul, Paul, he says, Not that I've already obtained this, this full knowledge of Christ. Not that I've already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. D. 
Did you see that? I don't have full knowledge of Jesus, but I press on to take hold of Christ because he has already taken hold of me in Christ Jesus. The GRIP method is an acronym that goes through four parts, but GRIP is also a reminder of why we meet with God. You see, the goal of daily devotions is to get a grip on God. Get a grip on God. It's not about checking off a box. It's not about doing what we should be doing because the rest of the church is doing it. No, it's about getting a grip on God, knowing more fully and more intimately the God who knows us and holds on to us. Because you see, Philippians 3.12 says that we grip on to God because God has an eternal grip on us in Christ Jesus. Through his sacrifice, through his resurrection, through his indwelling spirit, God has taken hold of us now and forever. And so that sets us free to take hold of him every day through the word and prayer. I love this quote by George Mueller. He's an old pastor. Um, He said, I saw more clearly than ever that the first great and primary business to which I ought to attend every day was to have my soul happy in the Lord. That's a great way to approach daily devotions. I want to start by having my soul happy, but listen to what he said, happy in the Lord. Like Moses prayed in Psalm 90, satisfy us. Oh Lord, in the morning with your steadfast love. That's how we ought to approach meeting with God every day. Okay, so if you are planning on meeting with God every day, there are a couple things you need to do to get started. First, you need to prioritize. You need to prioritize. You need to resolve that knowing Christ is your most significant pursuit, which means that it will come before anything else at all costs. Here's a question for you to consider. Are you willing to sacrifice other good things? Time with friends, sports center, Facebook, Instagram, whether that's good is questionable. Sleep. Time with friends, sports center, social media, hobbies, even sleep. Are you willing to sacrifice other good things for the sake of the best thing meeting with God every day. You see, we need to prioritize that knowing Christ is our most significant pursuit. And second, we need to plan. You see, we make plans for whatever we find most precious. If you really, really, really want to catch up with your best friend who you haven't talked to for a while, what are you going to do? You're going to make a plan for when you're going to talk to them because you want to make sure that it happens. So we need to make some kind of plan for how we're going to go about meeting with Jesus I believe that the morning, the morning is generally the best time to plan for meeting with God every day because it's the least interruptible time. It's the least public. Most other people might be asleep. And so you can really do what Matthew 6 says, go into your room, pray to your father in secret. And it also shows what you prioritize. It's putting God first in the day. But that's not a hard rule or a law, but that's just a recommendation. Maybe make a plan to wake up and meet with Jesus in the morning. So here's a question. Are you giving lip service to the idea of a daily devotion? Or have you intentionally put in time and effort to make a plan for it? What are you going to read in the Bible? How are you going to pray? How are you going to set up your time with Jesus? When are you going to meet with him and where? Make a plan and prioritize. Okay, let's dive into the method. 
There are four components to think about when you're meeting with Jesus, and it follows the acronym GRIP. Go to God, read the Bible, ingest the truth, and pray to God. Let me go through that again. Go to God, read the Bible, ingest the truth, and pray to God. Now, although during your time with Jesus, you always want to be open to the Holy Spirit redirecting your course and changing things up, that's a really good thing. It's good in this to have a general plan for where you ought to go when you start meeting with Jesus. And this method, GRIP, can be uh, followed in sequence, meaning you start with G and then move on to R and then move on to I and then move on to P. My only caution is to, as you go through that structure, always be sensitive to where God's Holy Spirit may change things up. Maybe he wants you to pray before you read the Bible. But this is a good structure to have somewhat of a plan. I know for myself, when I wake up early in the morning and in meeting with Jesus, I don't want you to, I don't, I don't want to have to decide what I'm going to do. It's nice to have some structure where I can get started, and then I can start interacting with Christ and with His Spirit. Now let's go through those four components. First, go to God. Go to God. The goal for this portion is to go directly to God and declare your desire to get a grip on Him. Go to God. So before you do anything else, go to God in a short time of prayer. What am I talking about? When you meet with Jesus, it's easy to just open the word and dive in and get started. What can happen though often is that we just check off a box, make it through, and leave without really bringing our hearts before the Lord. So by starting with going to God with a really short prayer, I'm talking a 15-second prayer, what you're doing is you're cultivating a heart and an expectation that says, God, what I'm here to do is I'm here to meet with you. Here's a verse that you can pray. If you're getting started in this, just pray Psalm 119 verse 18. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Don't use your devotion to avoid God. Don't just check off boxes, leave without beholding him. No, start by going right to him with a short prayer to get a grip on him. Go to God. Next, read the Bible. Read the Bible. The goal for this portion is slow, broad, attentive reading. So if you, for example, do a yearly Bible reading plan where over the course of the year, you're going to read through the whole Bible. There is no way that you're going to be able to remember everything. And you're not going to be able to dive deep into a study of everything. But That's not the point. During this time, read, just allow the breadth of God's word to soak into your heart in ways that you may not even be conscious of. If you apply your heart by the power of the spirit to attentive reading, God will, through his spirit, bring to remembrance what Christ has taught you. A couple of recommendations here. The Machane Bible Reading Plan and the Discipleship Journal Bible Reading Plan. The Machane Bible Reading Plan and the Discipleship Journal Bible Reading Plan are two plans that I've found helpful. Remember in this Psalm 119, verse 162, I rejoice at your word like one who finds great spoil. Think of uh, reading the Bible like taking a spoonful of every dish in an all-you-can-eat buffet. You're reading the word and you can't, in this section, dive into every single bit. And, and just take a whole big scoop and fill yourself with a certain bit. But you're savoring and enjoying God's word as you read through it. 
and allowing the breath of God's word to encourage you. Go to God, read the Bible, now ingest the truth. Ingest the truth. The goal for this portion is allowing the truth that you just read to percolate into your mind, heart, and soul so that you may be transformed. What this looks like is something that we call meditation. It's not like an Eastern form of meditation if you've heard about those who meditate by emptying your mind. Biblical meditation, like God talks about in Psalm 1 and Joshua 1, is actually filling our mind with Scripture and rolling our mind, rolling the truth of God over and over and over in our mind so that it transforms us. You've probably had the experience plenty of times before where you read the Bible in the morning, go throughout the day, and you can't even remember what you read. This piece, ingest the truth, ensures that you take away a piece of bread with you, that you remember Scripture. I find that the best way to do this is journaling. Simply choose a passage or a text or a verse out of the reading that you had. Write it down in a journal. Have a journal that is just set aside to do this. Write the verse out in your journal, and then below, answer just a few simple questions. What does the passage say? What does the passage mean? And how is God calling you to respond to the passage? What does the passage say? What does the passage mean? And how is God calling you to respond to the passage? If you looked at reading, like taking a spoonful of every dish from the all-you-can-eat buffet, this is like stuffing your face with the mac and cheese at the buffet. This is going deep into a certain passage. So let's say you read Philippians 2, Matthew 2, and Ezra 2 in your reading plan, let's say. This would be taking a small piece of Philippians 2, just verses 1 through 3, writing it down, and then thinking about it. What is it saying? What does it mean? And how is God calling me to respond? That's ingesting the truth. And it's critical because it ensures that we take away a piece of God's word for us, but also remember one of the three habits we want to cultivate, share the word. If you ingest, you'll remember the word and you'll have something to share with someone else. Go to God, read the Bible, ingest the truth, and pray to God. The goal for this portion is to go hard after God and to get a grip on him in prayer. You see, all of your reading, all of your ingesting, all that meditation, it was like putting firewood into your heart so that you may be ablaze in prayer. It doesn't make sense to just read the Bible and then leave. No, we need to set on fire the firewood of the scriptures to warm our heart and set expectation for our lives throughout the day that God is going to move. He's going to hear us. He's going to go with us. He's going to hear our voice and move in our hearts and in the world. We need to pray to God. A very simple recommendation here. If you're new to prayer or you struggle with prayer, focus on time and not feeling. So often we pray as long as we feel like it, and so as soon as we start praying, we get a wave of distraction. Our to-do list starts rolling through our mind. And so we conclude that it's just not a good time of prayer. And then we leave. But instead, if you'll focus on time and say, I'm going to pray for 10 minutes, or even if you want to start on five minutes, and I'm going to say, I'm not going to leave until this time is over. Well, what are you doing? You are ensuring that you're going to make it through that initial wave of distraction and find on the other side of that distraction intimacy with God. You're not going to leave as soon as you feel off or distracted. You're going to press through. And what you're going to find is on the other side of that distraction is where delight in God is found. 
Don't focus on feeling, focus on time. And in that space, you give the father room to warm your heart with his love. Okay, remember in all of these things, the foundation of our time with Jesus is not our pursuit of him, but his steadfast pursuit of us. We can only get a grip on him because he has an eternal grip on us in Christ Jesus. If you are brand new to this, if you're brand new to this, I want to challenge you to get started now with a really simple step. Spend 30 minutes with Jesus. 30 minutes with Jesus first thing in the morning. Spend 10 minutes reading the Bible. That's maybe a couple of chapters if you're reading slowly and attentively. And you can find plenty of Bible reading plans that only do two chapters. That's probably a Bible reading plans that go through the Bible in two years instead of one. 10 minutes reading the Bible. 10 minutes meditating and ingesting the truth, and 10 minutes praying. Remember with that, go to God short time of prayer, opening your time with Jesus. That's my challenge, 30 minutes. Go to God, read the Bible for 10 minutes, ingest for 10 minutes, pray for 10 minutes. Get started small and cultivate the daily habit of meeting with and abiding in Jesus. If you have questions, feel free to reach out to us, but also know that your community group leader is there to shepherd you and walk with you through this. If you have questions, go to them first because they're working through this of meeting with God every daily and they would probably love to come along your side and help you dive deeper in your walk with Jesus. I'm excited for all of us together as we focus on becoming more like Jesus by meeting with God daily, sharing the word, and praying on the spot. So thankful for you, Mercy Church, you are sent.